Ultra. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one minute full of peer pressure at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 148, which starts with Smeagol saying, Master is our friend, our friend, and ends with Frodo saying, you were right, Sam. I guess peer pressure is one way to put all of this, because Gollum is trying to convince Smeagol of things, and Sam is trying to convince Frodo of things. I was thinking more of Sam, but yeah. Yeah, I got you. It's the theme of this minute. We get a whole lot of Faramir looking on, just like... Intently, like, what is happening? I'm confused. I am way out of my depth right now. Uh, This is, I feel like this is above my pay grade. (laughs) Is this in my job description? I feel like that constantly. This is way above my pay grade. Yeah. Yeah. I get I get Faramir's, Faramir's feelings here. Just, I am not paid enough and I'm completely unprepared to deal with I am this. not appreciated enough to deal with this today. <laughs> this small monster that seems to be of two minds that hate each other and likes to scream in my face. They don't hate each other. They're at odds, but I don't think they hate each other because they work together most of the time. Like, the whole reason that Smeagol rebelling was such a big deal is because it had never happened before. Mm. They they kind of, they fundamentally disagreed with what was going on. Yeah. They, They couldn't reconcile. And now Gollum is just taking advantage to force a reconciliation. Right. And Faramir is still messing stuff up because Smeagol is, like, still putting up a fight, but then Gollum is the one that has the last word here. Yeah, because Faramir brings up the ring. Yeah. Not intentionally, and that pushes Gollum right to the surface Mm -hmm. to just be like, you need to shut up. (laughs) This is between me and this guy. And he just points at himself. Precious! Another Gollum scream. I love them. They always make me laugh He's every just single on, time. This is his audition for a metal band. Right? Man, it's perfect. Just the scream at the beginning of metal songs. <laughs> ah! <laughs> just the body language every time he does it just really makes me think of a cat that you've just, like a feral cat you've just stumbled upon in the wilderness. It takes a second to like take stock of you. And then screams and runs away. But why would a feral cat scream? Wouldn't it hiss? Either or. We saw those feral kittens. They were hissing. That's true. Some of them were mewling. They didn't like... Because they're kittens! Yeah. Little kittens. I want all the kittens. But, you know, it depends on, like, how feral the cat is. It might scream because it knows humans scream. <laughs> the only reason cats make noise is because we make noise. Right. Other than that, they pretty much only communicate through body language. They're communicating. Scream! Pay attention to me, human. Yeah. Big mood. <laughs> so every time I see Gollum scream like that, I just I just think cat. I just this is a cat you have surprised and is just really not happy. I don't know if he's surprised. 
I think he's, uh, he rolled really well on his intimidation check. Being territorial, but like not of a place, of a thing. Yeah. Very possessive. That's the actual word I would have been looking for. Not territorial. Possessive. He can be territorial. Right, but when you're talking about a thing, you, you possessive is the right word. Not territorial. Well, I guess it depends. Yeah. And then we, we cut to, from the screen, we cut to Sam and Frodo in a cave with some barrels. Is this barrel minute or next time? Next, tomorrow okay. is everyone who everyone who is watching along, <laughs> or who has watched the movie recently. You should go back and rewatch this scene and pay attention because I didn't pay it. I didn't notice anything until you were watching the commentary and they pointed it out in the commentary. Yeah, I feel but like I've is, noticed this one before. That is tomorrow. But yeah, just pay real close attention to the background <laughs> and Sam. That's so funny. I mean, they're editing together thousands of hours of, well, not thousands, but you know what I mean. Hundreds. Hundreds of minutes. You know, there's probably a hundred hours of footage that they had to peel through. I can't even imagine. There's gotta be. This is why I'm not a film editor. You have like multiple cameras filming a scene. Like you have, you have hundreds of hours of footage to dig through to like pick the angles you want and everything else. Mm -hmm. There just has to be. I'd be unsurprised for a number like 300 hours or something like that. Like 100 hours per actual hour of film. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know. That seems a little high, but I don't know. I have no idea. Anybody who knows more about the film 100 hours than I do. per hour and like this is like a 12 hour undertaking. Yeah. <sighs> no thanks. But some amount of that you just know you're not going to use right away. Yeah. Like how many hours? How many hours of like landscape and wide shot footage do you think they took that they just didn't use? Like I think maybe I don't know. That's I don't know. I guess it depends on how well your day is going. Maybe I'm just like way overestimating. Maybe. But that doesn't actually sound all that unreasonable to yeah. me. Yeah. Especially when you take into account like multiple camera angles, you spend like all day doing one scene. A bunch of different ways. That's true. So how many hours of footage of like one 10 minute scene do you wind up with? Just over and over and over again to paw through and pick the one you like the best. Mm -hmm. So this, this scene with Frodo and Sam exists in the way that it does here, like the dialogue, because they wanted to bring the ring more directly back into the story at this point. And they wanted to like reinforce this idea that Frodo won't abandon Sam. Aww. Even if it seems logical to the audience for Frodo to just put on the ring, disappear, and run away. Well, we also know that it might not be the most logical choice because the last time Frodo put the ring on was at the end of Fellowship, and that didn't go well. Yeah, he was on top of that weird eagle chair, and Sauron was just like, hey man, yeah, what's I up? See you. Just every time Frodo puts on the ring, he says it. And, and now they're even closer. To Mordor. Right, so if he puts it on here, it's going to be even even more direct. Right. This scene is just to reinforce that, like, Frodo can't abandon Sam. He refuses to. And, you know, some members of the audience will be like, just toss on the ring and leave. And but this is to, like, bring the idea back that, that you can't really do that. I don't get the sense that Frodo... I mean, we know that Frodo can't abandon Sam or won't abandon Sam. But from this part of the scene, I don't get the sense yet. Yeah. 
I don't necessarily think that the scene really gives that sense in total, but they talk about that being like part of their motivation for this scene. Like this to me is most is more of a I can't put I physically can't put the ring on because if I put the ring on one more time it will like take It'll over. Me. Yeah. yeah. So the they also say in the commentary and this is like kind of tracking with things we've already talked about that they wrote the second movie very much with like an addiction allegory in regards to Gollum's story in mind. Mm-hmm. So that's also part of like dealing with his inner demons and all of that. Like in this last scene where he's all curled up and he's just like, I can't do this. How am I supposed to like master betrayed us? You know, what am I going to do? And then Gollum's just like, I know what we should do. We need to get the ring back. Mm. Let's, let's get our fix back. Come on, man. Come on. Well, he's not, I think he, he's not, trying to persuade Smeagol, he's just trying to rile him up, like, you know, I told you they were tricksy, I told you they were false, like, they stole yeah. it from us, like, yeah. all these things. But Gollum's whole motivation is just getting back his fix. Yeah. Getting back the thing that he feels like he needs. Mm. Whereas Smeagol was, like, on the path to recovery. Right. And now, this guy. Relapse. This Faramir guy. Thanks, guy. Man. I'm sorry. Like, I love Faramir, but, like, just a string of bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. He's about to almost make another one. Is he? This week, yep. Oh. Because he storms into this scene this week. Oh, right. With Frodo and Sam. Yeah. Yep. Comes very close to making another bad decision. You can also kind of see more directly in the, the very little, the end of this moment with Gollum and Smeagol. That Gollum really does have control of just that one hand at first. Yeah, when he um, bangs the when he bangs the rock fist. with it, yeah. yeah. And then it immediately like curls back when Smeagol talks again. It's just like, no, man, calm down. It's fine. We're good. We're good. Just you know, give me the driver's seat back for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then he screams at Faramir. But like, what happened after that? Like, because. We don't see Gollum again for a little while. They probably restrained him. Put a bag over his head again and tied him up. Or something, because... I don't know. I don't feel like Gollum, especially, would care to stay there. No. He has to be restrained. Now that he has control. Yeah, he has to be restrained. But Gollum's also the kind of creature, I imagine, realizing he can't really fight out of this and letting himself be restrained for now... Because Smeagol is more childlike and panicky. Yeah, but and you, Gollum's like, more conniving. Like, you were all like, oh, Gollum's faking the Elvis rope thing. I think so. he was. I really think he was. But I think he's willing to allow himself to be restrained if he can think of a better opportunity later. Mm. Unlike Smeagol, who is a panicky child. Oh. Gollum's the planner. Our friend. Our friend. None of its business. Not its business. <laughs> yeah. Still very meekly trying to tell Gollum to go away, but it's it's not enough. Not now. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. This is Smeagol's worst day ever. Mm, really? I think it's Smeagol's worst day ever. Not, I murdered my cousin? No, from, from his memory of his past, that's his best day ever. That's when he got the ring. Yeah, but is that like, is it from... Smeagol's perspective, or is it just, like, an objective best day ever? Mm. Or worst day ever? I think 
I think that because this is objectively I, worse. I than mean, that we day. will we will talk about it well sooner rather than later, I guess, because that's what opens Return of the King, right? Yes. Yes. So we'll talk about that, but because Gollum does, he doesn't get beat up in that scene. His, I, his cousin doesn't beat him up. No, but I feel like the psychological guilt and torture of like killing somebody probably drove him crazy, and then Gollum or the Ring took advantage of that. Mm. I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made that this is Smeagol's worst day ever. I think Smeagol's worst day ever. If I mean, being tortured in Mordor sucks. Oh, that's true. If that was Smeagol. If that was Smeagol. And I think it was. I think Gollum just let Smeagol take all the torture. Also, um, falling into a volcano. That sucks. Well, that was Gollum. Yeah, but Smeagol dies too. It's not like he just... I don't know. And you know, he died with a smile on his face. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Wait, he dies? Spoilers. <laughs> he lives forever. But I, I don't really think there's a whole lot else to really talk about here that we didn't touch on yesterday. Mm. And that we're not going to... Because there's a, there's, a there's a couple sound cue things this week to talk about, but they're like tomorrow and Friday. Oh, okay. In regards to the, the ring. Frodo looks so tired. Yeah. And it's interesting that way that the back half of this is cut together. Like, when he's in profile, you can see that he is reacting to what Sam is saying from, like, a, like, a, why are you telling me this? I am kind of slightly horrified, like, his face, uh, his facial expressions. But then when you cut, uh, to looking at him head on, Kind of like from Sam's perspective. He just looks more tired than anything else. Yeah. So do you think that the the facial expressions we can see from opposite Sam are supposed to be like how Frodo is actually feeling? And what we see from the other side is just like the face he's showing Sam. Is that like maybe a film thing? Um, no, I was just, I may, I don't think so. I was just. Pointing because out, when, like, this weird discrepancy. Yeah, because when we can see him in profile from opposite Sam, like, he's he's a little, like, shadowed. So maybe it's supposed to be, like, Sam's not seeing this particular expression, the way that it's framed. And then we cut back around to joining Sam on that side, looking at Frodo, and when we can see his full face, he just looks tired and just done with all this. Mm. I think about things like that when I think about how film is, like, cut yeah. Just how much of this is supposed to be like a nod towards the audience versus what's actually being seen by other characters in the moment and how much of this is meta. Like that's that's like, something I'm always kind of thinking about. Like Frodo's paranoia in like, Fellowship? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Hmm. Maybe. Because there's a very fine line when you're dealing with things like that. Character perspectives. But wouldn't the... The, his face in profile be be what Sam sees? Well, we're on the opposite side of Sam when we can see his face in profile like that. But he's, like, looking at... He's, like, side-eyeing Sam. Yeah, a little and bit. And he's uncomfortable. Like, he's like, why are you saying this? Well, because he doesn't want to leave Sam. I think that's part of the moment... Part of the expressions that's supposed to tell us that he doesn't want to leave Sam. But it le- it looks less like he doesn't want to leave Sam and more, like, 
he is shocked and appalled that Sam even suggests that Frodo put the ring on. Also, like, Sam is suggesting that Frodo leave him. Sam was supposed to yeah. watch Frodo Baggins. Frodo can leave him. He is not supposed to leave Frodo. Hmm. If Frodo chooses to leave him, that's not his... I mean, like, he'll be sad, but that's not his choice, I guess, you know? Yeah. Also, I think this is one of the first times that Sam gives a very realistic... Like, gives the impression of having a very real, realistic sense of just how in trouble they are Mm -hmm. in this scenario. Because he's just like... He doesn't see any way out of this other than Frodo. You have to use the ring. Yeah. You have to go. If you want to get away from this crazy man. I wonder if the barrels are supposed to be a nod to the Hobbit. Maybe. That, that's because, possible. Because, like, Sam and Frodo, I guess, they all, like, grew up on uh, Bilbo telling them, like, oh, yeah, I put the ring on and I, like, escaped and I got everyone out of the elvish prison in these barrels. Right, and these are barrels in a prison by a river. Right, and Sam is suggesting to Frodo to do the same thing. Yeah. Maybe, that makes sense to me. Like a visual reference. Yeah. Yeah. Like a very, very subtle... I dig it. Like, hey, remember the last time someone was around barrels and they put the ring on? Ha ha. (laughs) Ho ho ho. (laughs) Watch these barrels, though. They're tricksy. They are. They're false. (laughs) They're false. They're wicked, tricksy, false (laughs) barrels. (laughs) Can a barrel be wicked? It's an object. I don't know. If it's enchanted, maybe. Just an evil barrel. Yeah. It laughs maniacally. <laughs> it doesn't hold anything. It just opens up and lets it all back out. <laughs> I won't be used by you, mortal. How dare you? Yeah, this, I don't, there's nothing else to talk about in this minute. I think we're good here. All right. Legit. So we are from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there. Check out the other Dueling Genre Movies by Minute podcasts. Um, there's a whole bunch. And if one... I don't know. Check them out. If one doesn't tickle your fancy, there are a bunch of others. But yeah. There's we, like ten or so of them. We like to to promote our, our friends. So We're, we're a good, good community. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow to find out what Sam was right about. Mm -hmm. And keep an eye on these barrels. (laughs) Yeah, that's your job. Bye. Bye.